Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Building Soul Empire, the show where I take you along in real time as I build a seven-figure empire in impact, hopefully in less than one year. So this episode is fun and exciting and new. Um, what we started talking about last episode was building your tribe and what that means, right? And and. I guess so much of it is easy or obvious looking back on it, but it's taken quite a bit of work to get here, right? So one of the basic things that we covered is not to identify your target avatar or your target client or customer by the identity that they have now, but rather by the identity that they want to have, right? So like, let's say you work in weight loss, right? Instead of calling out your audience and being like, hey, are you overweight and do you hate your body? Like, that's not a nice way uh, to call them out. Instead, what you might say is like, hey, do you want to feel like the best version of yourself, um, you know, without having to diet forever or whatever that might be for you? So that was one part of it is like, what is the, what is the ideal, what is the ideal, identity that your client would be proud to wear on their shirt right so what we ended up with last time was i am a pro and wa player i'm a pro never work again player something like that but i think it goes a little bit deeper than that and i've been thinking about two of the visionaries that uh history has produced actually maybe more right like i think there's there's the light side of the visionaries and there's the dark side so if you look at the light side and obviously this is not all encompassing um but these are some of the major names that come to mind so there's martin luther king uh i would say like gandhi and hitler right like these three people all three of them created a vision so tangible and so real that nations in, its, in their entireties got behind it, right? Because they they imagined a place that other people couldn't see and marched with certitude towards it. Um, again, like I think so much of this is related to character. Like I think even to be thinking at this level, you have to be out of a place of scarcity and self-involvement. And you really do have to come from a place of service. And it's kind of weird to say that in relation to a dark movement like the Nazi movement. But I think the common element here is that it's bigger than than self, right? Like Hitler was the nucleus of his movement, but his movement was the Third Reich. Like there was a whole ideology behind this one person thing, which got me to thinking like, what what would be the vision for my movement right like if if this is a thought experiment what would that place look like um and i i think like we each one of these leaders had something very particular right like gandhi was free india um martin luther king was was a fair america without segregation um Hitler, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like a, I don't know, like like the an Aryan race, um, and so like, what would be the clear message for the the universe that I would want to create and bring into being? Um, and so I thought what I would do on this episode, which is a little weird, um, would be to 
meditate on who I was, you know, three or four years ago and what caused that girl or that woman to quit her job? Like, what was that pain uh, that drove her out of her, you know, that drove her out of her life in a sense? And I'm currently reading Bewilderment, which is a book about the environment. Um, and that also kind of helped put things in perspective in the sense that if we don't have our environment, we really don't have anything. Like if we don't have an earth to live on, and given that we will have no living coral reefs in the next six years, which as my partner says, will cause like a vertical collapse of species. Like that's pretty insane. Um, and it, it kind of puts things into perspective. And so that what I wanted to do today was just maybe like go into a meditation and and revisit her, like revisit the person that, that was in pain that way and talk to her. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. So if I visit the me of three or four years ago, I would say that she felt spiritually alienated and that her work like her job and her spirituality were at odds, right? And I think like deep down in my heart, the only thing that I want to do while I'm on earth is serve God. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, like maybe, maybe this is like weird and cliche and I'm not really sure why I'm saying this, but I, I feel like my relationship with God is at the center of of everything else right including my my romantic relationship and my familial relationships like that is the core and I think what hurt the most about my job is that I felt like it was at odds with my relationship with God in the sense that It felt at odds with my with my relationship with God in the sense that I know I'm here on mission, which is like really weird to say out loud, but I feel like I'm meant to be doing something very particular and my job wasn't it. And the pain that I felt was not being in alignment. And even though I was in a big role, I wasn't a big person in my role. This is like hard to talk about. Uh, 
like I would say there was a separation between the person I wanted to experience like the beingness that I wanted to experience and what I was experiencing at work which was expansive in its own way but I felt almost like the more I expanded at work the more my truth was dulled and the other thing is that I was getting paid by the Qatari government at a point when Qatar and Saudi Arabia were in a cultural war and it was just at the point where they had murdered Khashoggi and God bless his soul you know and so the money that I was getting felt like politically tainted right so I had like a really good salary but I didn't like the source of my salary and so I think there there was a kind of shame around earning money from you know from a government who's whose political compass I didn't fully trust. And so I think if it were, I think if it were to be boiled down to something very simple, I would say that every person has the God-given right to be doing their work as their job. Like every person has the right to explore and be on their spiritual mission in their job whatever that looks like to them and I think if I can facilitate that and actually like when you put it that way then you realize why it's a movement because it's not one person it's an energy it's a flow it's a it's almost like a a shift in cultural context and I think like shifting consciousness around work in the workplace naturally extends into our relationship with our environment right because if you're if you're on mission if you're on purpose if you're doing your soul's work how would that affect your relationship with your environment or your consumption right like if you're fulfilled how much more likely are you to indulge your your addiction to shopping on amazon or spending time on Instagram or whatever it is that you do to dull your brain and your beingness, right? Like I think being fulfilled is the core of, of being happy. And, and some of these things, I feel like they're a dance, like the more fulfilled you are in your work, the more fulfilled you are in your being and the more fulfilled you are in your being, the more fulfilled you are in your work. And at some point you just have to jump in. Um, You know, and I, I talked to my dad about this, who is a very, very successful human. And he said, you know, like, you don't, you don't really need to love your job. You know, like, you do your job most of your life, and then in your free time, you do other things that you enjoy. 
And I think like that hurts me because I, I feel like to relegate joy and happiness to what happens before 9 a.m. and after 5 p.m. is like sending your soul to the graveyard. Um, and I don't believe that's a sustainable way of life. And so I think even if if we were to wheedle it down even further, I don't even know if that's a word, wheedle, uh, whittle. I think if we were to whittle it down a little bit further, it might be like every person has a right to exercise fulfillment in their job or seek a job that gives them fulfillment. And I think the tricky part here is is like, can a job actually give you fulfillment or do you give fulfillment to your job like when i look back on my job with doha debates could i have been different to have experienced fulfillment in that work or or did my circumstances really have to change in order for me to experience fulfillment I don't know. Like, I feel fulfillment now, A, because I'm a coach and I love coaching. B, because I feel like I'm pursuing my dream. I think the really hard question to ask is, had I had the right mindset, could I have felt this fulfillment in my job? Or is there such a thing as having a job that's inherently out of alignment with your soul's purpose? I don't know. I really don't know. And I think part of the work is to find out. I think part of the work is to find out. Because if I'm to be like fully honest, which I strive to be at all times, like no part of me wants to go back to a nine to five. For me, I don't want that. And so the option is to work towards success outside of that system because I know it's what I want. The difference in my thinking, like I think the evolution in my thinking is that before, because I don't want a nine to five, I think I naturally assumed that other people wouldn't want it either. But I think that's a judgment and I think it can be... Um, alienating right and so the difference is to say that every person has a right towards fulfillment in their job and every person has a right to seek doing their work over their job Ooh, that's good right every person has the right to seek fulfillment doing their work over their job right and that way if you are called you are called and if you are not, you are not. But at no point are you judged. And I think that's the difference. So if, so to go back to the original prompt, which is like, what is this world uh, that we are driving towards? And it's weird, like my heart kind of hurts thinking about it or talking about it. It makes me emotional. But is, you know, maybe a world where 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 everybody is in tune with their soul's work. And everybody is in tune 
with God and why we're here and how we're meant to be living and how we're meant to be coexisting with animals and plants and our environment and the sea and the sky and the earth and the fruits and the trees right like there's a there's a there's a livedness to that and and I think what's really cool is that when you fulfill or when you seek fulfillment in your work which is why you're here on earth over your job which is what you're paid to do that spills into fulfillment into everything that you do and i think that's really sexy now i think the final question is if we are using the terminology to do your soul's work over your job and the, the the name of the tribe that we have is never work again how do we reconcile those two things right so it might be like you know to do your duty over your work or but duty sounds like since maybe sounds austere i i like i like I like the idea of doing your soul's work over your job. And I think everybody has a right to do that. And I think monetization comes as a result of doing what you're meant to be doing here on earth. Um, and then because this podcast also, you know, touches on, not even touches on, like openly talks about like the marketing process behind everything that's happening. Um, if I if I step back and I have these two things that I'm looking at, like one, you know, your work over your job, and then the name of the tribe, which is like never work again. And of course that can change, but like the never work again tribe, I think the reason that works is because work is a common word in the common lexium. And, and I think that, I think in one of the first episodes we talked about um, the scale of being normal to prolific to weird. Um, right. And an example, for example, in a diet industry is like if you want to be mainstream, then, you know, like eat less, exercise more. If you want to be prolific, you might do something like eat eight bananas a day which is kind of weird but it's not super out there and then what might be super weird would be like don't eat at all and live off of sunlight right so if you're in the prolific zone where like you make somebody raise an eyebrow that's kind of where you want to be and i think because the the term work is used so often in common lexicon that never work again i think raises an eyebrow and then for people who really want to get in, we can use the word work differently, right? Like it can have a different resonance, like never work again, as in never be in the space where like, oh, I have to go to the office instead do the actual work, right? Like do your soul work. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. I know that there is a, a seeming paradox, but I love it. And, and I think like the other thing that comes up for me is like people who are ready for the messaging will get it. And if you're not, you're not. Um, that might just be an excusing an excuse for having confusing messaging, but I, I think I like that. So if we're just gonna recap today's episode on like what what is the final vision? I would say like probably the final vision 
is a place, is a world where we live in harmony with our fellow creatures and the environment, right? Where we radically reassess our, our goals, A, to like really take into, into consideration what's happening with the environment, and B, reassess the quality of our being, like reassess the quality of our daily life. Um, so yeah, a world where we're more in tune with our with our environment, where our priorities are sane, because I don't think it's sane to not have priorities that take into consideration the environment. And then to feel aligned with our soul's work and to have the and to have the right to have that be be part of our of our of our financial abundance right where our financial abundance is an extension of why we're here on earth which reminds me of the you know the quote in the bible where like the birds don't look for food you know they don't store food because being birds they're taken care of and i think it should be the same for us like being who we are should be enough for us to be taken care of and how do we make that happen wow that's sexy okay i love that i love that I love that. Okay. Woo! I feel like we just did a soul workout. Thanks for hanging in there. <laughs> and see you beautiful souls tomorrow.